for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. What would we do without Donald Trump? And I've got to say something else. What will we do without coronavirus? It's a horrible thing. We shouldn't have it. And we shouldn't have Donald Trump either. But both items have taken over the news cycle. There's nothing else to talk about. Oh, there are things happening all over the world, but none have the interest and the excitement uh, as to what is going on right here in this country involving Trump and involving coronavirus as separate items, not even together. Uh, so tonight, pretty much... Trump, coronavirus, uh, because nothing else that I came across is as important to discuss this evening. So our little trip tonight is going to take us to Kentucky, Michigan, Washington, D.C., Palm Beach, Florida, Key West, and finally Paris. Want to start with tweets. Trump always tweets. I think he's got over 3 million tweet followers or more, some astronomical number. And, you know, he uses it constantly to communicate. And generally, as is typical with our our president, he lies. When he tweets, he lies. He misrepresents. Uh, He just, he's a bad man. He is a bad man. And he lies like hell. And tweets have been going along with him. The three and a half years the man has been president, tweet keeps publishing whatever he says and doesn't check into anything. It was, it's all over now, though, folks. It was announced today by tweet that henceforth they will be fact-checking Trump's tweets. Can you imagine? <laughs> They're going to be busy all day. They're going to need 300 people <laughs> to fact-check what he says. Two things brought this to uh, the point where something had to be done, and they, they all, all of them happened, the two items happened since last Friday. Uh, number one is this mail-in-the-ballots thing in California. California wants to have uh, ballots can be, moved, can be mailed in. The whole country is leaning that way. I even signed up three weeks ago to receive my ballots for the next two years for any election here in Key West through the mail. Uh, why go downtown, have to look around and search for a parking place, and then stand in a long line, I can do it here at home and mail it in. Just as good. And because uh, I don't change my mind when I go to the polling place, I know I'm going to vote for it just as you do before you get there. But Trump is saying we can't let California do this because, my God, it will be a fraudulent election. Okay, it will be a rigged election. Trump is doing now what he did back in 2015 and 2016 going into that election. Uh, If he lost, he had to have a reason why he lost. And the reason why he lost was because the election had been rigged, whether it was the machines or it was the ballots, 
whatever you have. So he's zeroing in on the ballots this year because he knows the whole country wants ballots. It's easier to, to vote that way. And why in a time of extreme epidemic emergency, coronavirus, COVID-19, go and stand in line. I don't care if you're six feet apart. People are going to get sick. I mean, this virus jumps here, jumps there. It moves around quickly. So he doesn't want it. And he came up with this fraudulent and rigged election thing again. The second item happened on Friday. Joe Scarborough, uh, Morning Joe. Uh, this shocked the hell out of me because Trump pulls him from left field, the things he wants to talk about. Back in 2001, 19 years ago, uh, there was a female staffer in Trump's office, a young lady, and she fell while getting something in his office from I don't know where, but she fell. She banged her head. She died. Joe Scarborough wasn't even in the office. Trump comes up last Friday and says, mm -hmm. he says, guess what? There is a conspiracy. There was a conspiracy, and there is still a conspiracy to cover a murder which occurred in Joe Scarborough's office in Washington when he was a congressman involving this woman, blah, blah, blah. Uh, pure bullshit. No one's ever heard about it, by the way, except whoever investigated it at the time, the local police and so forth. It was never an issue. Ah, oh, but it's been hidden all these years. A conspiracy typical of Donald Trump. Well, the woman who died, her husband was upset. He went directly to the CEO of Tweet. Went to Tweet's CEO and says, this is a crock. It's baseless, okay? There's nothing involved here. Anything said, conspiracy. Joe Scarborough might have murdered my wife. and It's all bullshit, the guy told him, in effect. And I want you to do something about it. So between the, the, the ballot fraud thing and paper ballots and this young lady in 2001 who unfortunately died in Congressman Scarborough's office, Tweet has announced they're not going to put up with this anymore, and they're going to affect check everything he says now that's not easy for tweet to do and i admire them it's an expensive proposition facebook does it you have but facebook's a bigger company than tweet they have so many more uh people who who, who uh do social media through them this is a burden a, a financial burden for tweet to do this but they finally have seen the light of day they should have saw the light two years ago or three years ago but that is what's going to happen and I would assume Donald's going to find another way to tweet. In other words, go to another company. Uh, I don't know because he won't like tw the tweet people fact-checking him. He loves being able to get on tweet and lie and lie and lie and cause havoc and trouble all over, not just in our country, but all over the world. Which now brings me to a very disgusting situation, something we have to think about. What I'm going to share with you, you already know. I hope you know. I haven't heard that much about it, though. So I'm wondering if everyone knows about it. I want to talk about what I call the shades of the Ku Klux Klan. Andy Beshear is the Democratic elected governor of Kentucky, okay? 
and he's locked down Kentucky. <laughs> and he continues to lock it down. Which he's opening it up a little bit, but he believes he's doing the right thing uh, with the health issue. And, of course, uh, a lot of people don't like it. So all of a sudden, I think it was Friday or Saturday or Sunday. It was it might have been Sunday. It was this week and Sunday, I believe. There was a an anti right wing no a right wing protest, not an anti right wing protest, a right wing protest uh in the cap in the Capitol. And then the group marched down to the governor's mansion. And when and they were marching and yelling and carrying signs that said, Take back Kentucky. You know, who are we going to take it back from? Are we doing a terrible thing? Take back Kentucky. When they got to the governor's mansion, they hung the governor in effigy. They threw a rope over the branch of a huge tree. They had a dummy put together. Uh, It was the size and looked like a man. And they hung him. They hung him, and this man was the governor to represent the governor. They hung the governor in effigy. Now, not only that, but there was a sign that they made and put on the chest of the person being hung in effigy, the governor, and the message on the sign was three words, and they were in Latin, Sic Semper Tyrannus, Sic Semper Tyrannus. Now, what do those words mean? Well, those were the words that John Wilkes Booth said after he assassinated Abraham Lincoln. He said six semper terranus to a group of people and translated those words mean thus always to tyrants. In other words, you, he killed Lincoln, they're going to hang the governor. Okay, kill him of Kentucky. This is 2020. I mean, we went out with this stuff. We we have it. You know what it sounds like? 1840, 1850, 1860s, 1920s, 1950s. In this country where we were still hanging blacks in Florida and in Maine and, and Mississippi and Louisiana. This isn't Louisiana. This isn't Mississippi. What are they doing in Kentucky hanging him? And he's not black. Not that that justifies the hanging. But they're using that to intimidate and to scare. Okay? And it isn't right. What I'm afraid of today or over the weekend was they hung the governor in effigy. The next step will be they'll take somebody, a, a political official they don't agree with, and they want this official to know they don't agree with him or her, and they will tar and feather that person. This goes back to the old West. Don't you see this developing? And they will run that person out of town, tarred and feathered on a rail or riding uh, backwards on a donkey. Or, or, instead of walking with the governor in effigy, Whoever the public official is, they will drag him to that tree alive. They will put the rope around his neck or her neck and hang her alive. Why not? It's the next logical step. Look where we're going in this country. I can't believe these things, and you can't believe them either, or most of you can't. Uh, This is horrible. This is horrible. Or if they don't want to hang him, 
Someday somebody's going to take a gun and shoot a public official over these issues. And these issues are being caused, they're being promulgated by Donald Trump. He became president. He thinks all the things these people are doing are terrific. These were the, the, the crumbs of society, this, this prote- these protesters. They were the crumbs of society. They hid in the woodwork. They never came out. Now they had a leader, Donald Trump, who said, hey, guys, hey, women, this stuff's okay. Now they're coming out of the woodwork like bugs, okay, because they have a leader that says it's okay, and they can do it, and they do do it. So why not? Someone's going to get shot. It's coming. This is so horrible, horrible, which brings me now back to two weeks ago in the uh, Michigan legislature. The I love the governor of Michigan, uh, Gretchen Whitmer. I, I thought, I got to say it this way, ballsy woman. She stood up to them, to the protesters. Uh, tough woman. In fact, it also put her on the list of those being considered uh, as a vice presidential uh, candidate by uh, Joe Biden. Uh, unfortunately, she's not African-American, and I doubt she would have gotten it. Anyhow, do you remember? They were in the balcony in military uniforms, these protesters, carrying AR-15s and other military weapons and walking around the balcony above the legislature while the legislature's in session. They were intimidating the legislature. Uh, They were intimidating them. (laughs) They didn't even want a vote taken. They probably would have won the vote because they have two more Republicans, I think, than Democrats. But the legislature canceled. They, in fact, they knew something bad was going to happen the next day. They said at such and such a time tomorrow we're canceling. And so nothing bad happened. But it could have happened. Which now brings me to, this is funny, this is sad. Uh, many of us are married. I'm no longer married, but I had the pleasure of uh, being married for 52 years. And... Occasionally, a spouse screws up. Uh, During the course of my marriage, there were occasions when I did something stupid. And during the course of my marriage, there were times when my wife did something stupid. That's life, okay? That's human nature. But you got to think before you leap when you are married to a public official, especially a governor. Now, Gretchen Whitmore, the female governor of Michigan, is married. Uh, She has Michigan in lockdown. Stay at home. That's one of the things that people are unhappy with, and they protest her. They want her to open up the the business world for them again, et cetera, et cetera. And she's fighting it. She thinks she's doing right. This thing isn't over, this coronavirus, and we haven't even seen the end of it yet, and it's going to come back again in the fall. we got to do things right. And people are supposed to stay home, especially over this Memorial Day weekend, like it was breakout time. The whole world was swimming and boating and bar hopping, everything next to each other. No six-foot distance, no face mask. Oh, <laughs> Uh, In four weeks, mark my words, there's going to be a streak of new 
new, a new wave is the way to put it, of coronavirus cases in the United States. And it's going to be because of what happened this week and last week and what's going to happen this week. And we're opening up Key West June 1st, where I think is sheer stupidity. Anyhow, what did her husband do? Okay. <laughs> they have a boat. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And they keep their boat. They have it stored uh, north of the capital, a distance away, because there's apparently a lot of lakes in the northern part of uh, Michigan. And here it is. I think this happened on Friday or Thursday. He decided he wanted to go boating over the holiday weekend. Whether he checked with his wife or not, I don't know. I'm sure he didn't. She would have told him, what is out of your mind? Anyhow, so he calls up the place where his boat is stored. Uh, they don't know who the hell he is, okay? And he, the guy says, gee, you know, we've been closed because of the virus. We just opened up. We got a whole list of people who called in ahead of you or waiting for their boats, wanting their boats. We cannot accommodate all of them. So the governor's husband said, would it make any difference if I told you I was the husband of the governor? He said, no, I can't. I still got all these other people. And that was the end of the conversation. However, uh, he, he, he must have been a Republican, the guy who owned the marina, because he called the media and the word got out right away what the, what the governor's husband did. Now, our dear governor, who's fought the big battle, the great battle, the courageous battle in Michigan, looks like a first-class ass because her husband uh, did what he did. But that's life. We all screw up. Our spouses screw up. That's the way it goes. Which now brings me to Donald, and he wants to keep the schools open. Donald Trump says we got to get the kids back to school. Like he's concerned about their education. We all want our kids to be educated, whether they go to college or not. We want them to experience, to achieve the best. They, we want them to be the best they can be, and we all know you need an education for that. So that's why he's, he isn't pushing it for that reason, though. He's pushing it for a different reason. And this is why he wants – now, look, too, we're – School's over in a lot of states already. Normally it would be over, or in the next week or two. And then the kids will come back late August or early September. So I don't know where the hell they're going to go if they go back to school. What's he going to do, send them to summer school? Anyhow, here's why he wants it to be. He's being pushed on this issue by a man by the name of Steve Hilton. He is a British commentator. This past week, or he, a few weeks ago, he was on a Fox panel, okay? And... You know, here's the position this guy took. He said, and I quote, if children go, don't go to school, there won't be a recovery. He was referring to an economic recovery, which Trump keeps pushing. Schools must be reopened now. So Trump goes on TV this weekend, as soon as possible. ASAP, he tweeted, we got to open the schools. He's been pushing it for a couple of months. Besides, and what Hilton said also, and this is what Trump has been saying, if the kids can't go to school, parents can't go to work. This is all about the economy, not about the welfare of our children. Mothers, because mothers and fathers both work today. They've had for many years to do so in order to support their families, pay the bills. Uh, and now what's going to happen is 
The women got to go back to work. But if the women go to work, the babysitter was the school. If the kids don't go to school, mom's got to stay home. She can't go to work. If she isn't working, where she works, those businesses can't open. That's the story there. Where am I here? Uh, Let's see now. Social Security. Social Security. We had a stimulus package. And recipients of Social Security not working, who have not filed an income tax return for the past two years, but who received their Social Security check by direct deposit, were entitled to receive a check for $1,200, to have a direct deposit into their account of $1,200. Or if they don't, they would get it in the mail via check form. Now we're coming out with another stimulus package that the House has approved. They approved it last Friday. Uh, the Senate took a vacation, another vacation. Look how many vacations they take. You know, it's a Republican thing. You notice how many times he plays golf, Trump, and how many trips he takes here and there. He goes every place. This guy lives good. And uh, so does his party, the senators. They're always taking time off. They work the least of anyone in Washington. I, I did a story on this a couple of years ago. I can't recall what the numbers are, but they really get a lot of time off. Anyhow, uh, so they've got to vote on it. They may vote the new way this uh, week on the issue of whether the stimulus package should, in, should be voted on favorably and also include Social Security recipients as it did the last time. They may be able to do, do it through the Internet, I don't know, somewhere like that. They may, may not have to be physically present. It depends on a vote in the Senate if this is going to be proper. Uh, the president, it was reported this morning, is, and I quote, keen on it. He's keen on having this portion of the bill signed. It's part of the HEROES Act. Those are the initials. It's a big name of the act that provided the stimulus before. Part of the HEROES Act, and he wants it. So I assume we're going to get it. And I'm going to be glad to get another check for $1,200. I didn't go on Social Security until I was 71. I didn't need it. I really never retired till I was 71. I'm happy to get that little check. I'll be honest with you. I was paying in the the full amount every year since 1961. That's my money. I'm getting back my money. That's no one else's money but my money, and I'm getting back a very small percentage of what I actually contributed. And I'm not complaining because that's the system. We all take care of each other. And I'm happy to get it, and I'm not ashamed to be happy to get it. And I spend that money every month. I love spending that. It goes for this special things for Lewis. That's the kitty for that money. And I'm glad we're going to get it. And I'm glad the president's keen about it. And I hope nothing happens to screw it up for me and all the other people like myself. Uh, now, moving on. Uh, okay. Mar-a-Lago. Love this. Absolutely love this. Mar-a-Lago. The president's home in Florida. Now his private club, remember he turned it into a private club. Well, he had to close it down because of the virus. And, ooh, like three weeks ago, I'd say something like that, uh, whoever's running the place, his kids or what have you, announced that 200 and some odd employees had been furloughed. 
That means we got them out there. We're not going to pay them. But we can, when we need them, we'll call them back. We'll keep them online on the hook. This past week, they announced that the furlough application was gone. They're gone. They're laid off, fired, whatever way you want to describe it. They're not even keeping them on the books. Well, when they announced three weeks ago that this group of 200-some-odd were being furloughed, uh, the place was open for drinks, I guess. They have a pool that everyone loves to use. And the members were told if they wanted to use the pool or they wanted to, I'm laughing already, if they wanted to take a shower, if you haven't heard this, you're going to laugh, they had to bring their own towel. Understand, the initiation fee to join Mar-a-Lago is $200,000. That's horrible. That, that, it's got to be one of the richest initiation fee uh, clubs in the world. $200,000. You want to be in Trump's club, you got to pay $200,000 for, for the privilege. And the annual dues are $14,000 a year. $14,000 a year. And But you have to bring your own towel if you want to take a shower or use the pool. I think that's terrific. Uh, airline business. It was announced uh, today uh, that the airlines claimed they, they did good this weekend, better than they have been doing. They said that Memorial Day weekend, business was down, listen to this, only 87%. Sounds like crap to me. They're really in trouble. They're down 87%. But they said, no, no, it's getting better because in April, remember April was the horrible month, okay? Business was down 95%. So by going to 87%, they they added on a few uh, additional flyers or passengers. Uh, but they do admit it's going to be a long road back for them, and I can believe it with what has been uh, people don't want to fly. They don't want to get sick. It's that simple. And why, why are they going to fly? People are just going to start coming to Key West this next weekend because the town's sort of opening up. I hate the fact that they're coming. I'm not leaving my house yet. I'm in my 76th day of self-quarantine. I'm neither proud of it nor ashamed of it. It was something I felt I had to do. Uh, I'm 84. I have a bad heart. I have high blood pressure. I've got all the contributing factors to getting the disease. Uh, and uh, so I stay in. I, I assume it's going to take at least another month for me to get out of here. I've got to tell you, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. I read and write all day. That's how half my life down here has been for six, seven hours a day. Now it's turned into 12, 10 or 12 hours a day. So uh, I'm becoming smarter. I read and I write. And this has not been a bad venture for me. I only had one bad day where I thought I was going buggy. Okay, so anyhow, uh, what was I going to share with you here that uh, – the Memorial Day weekend was bad across the country. It was, even in Key West, it wasn't open. I don't know where the hell these people came from. They could drive in, and they're not flying in. But the bars 
all over the country, from what I understand, including Key West. They take the stools away from the bars. You're supposed to stand six feet apart. People were standing at the bar shoulder to shoulder, boozing it up and having a good time, sitting at tables together on the beaches, all cuddled together under the umbrella, sitting close to each other on the blankets. People are going to be sick in four to six weeks. Inevitable. Guaranteed. Unless God is really good, it's going to happen. I got a little more time. Melania, the president's wife. I like her. I don't know if I like her because she's a good-looking woman. Or on occasion, she does things the right way. But sometimes she doesn't. Uh, anyhow, you recall during the campaign... 2016 campaign, the president said, I forget what it's called, but he says, if you can grab him by the crotch, in effect, you can get him to do anything. My God, he's talking about, oh, if you grab him by the crotch, you can get him to do anything. No person could be elected president of the United States after saying that, but Donald Trump was. And someone asked her about that recently, you know, how she felt about him saying that about women. And here's what she had to say, and I quote, I have two boys at home. I have my young son, and I have my husband. But I know how some men talk, and that's how I saw it. In the end, Trump will continue to act like a little boy, and his base will excuse him. Isn't that amazing? She has to t- tolerate it, and she or doesn't have to. She does. It's her choice. She's a tough woman, so I don't know why. The Girl Scouts visited the White House last week. They all wore their masks. Melania was uh, entertaining them. She did not wear a mask. So it's a good standard for these kids. Uh, That's about it for tonight. My time is running out. Uh, I enjoyed doing the show tonight. I hope you enjoyed listening to this stuff. Uh, I'll be back again next week to talk with you. I had a miss last week. I fell down the stairs. Second time in two weeks, I fell down the stairs. Terrible. Anyhow, uh, I do a blog every morning. I want you to read it. That's why I keep repeating this every week. All you got to do is type keywestlu.com, and up comes my blog. If you like this show, you like the blog. If you don't like this show, don't read the blog. Uh, but it's entertaining. I cover a lot of stuff, about 1,200 words, cover a lot of action. So I, 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 I'd appreciate it if you listen to, read it a couple of days. I believe if you read it three times, it'll become part of your life. Other than that, this has been fun again. Thank you for joining me. Look forward to being with you again next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.